You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days, relax, and let's chat. So we're back, and this is kind of a part two from the whole my car was stolen from Canada story. We're going to continue on after that episode with what actually happened when we made it over to the border. (laughs) So... My husband's parents came to town. They drove up from Virginia, and we had this grand plan that we were going to take. All the girls were going to go to Montreal. My mother-in-law and I speak French, so we were really excited to be able to go and speak French. And we were moving in like five weeks or three weeks. And so we were like, we really need to get to Canada because we've never been. We had passports for my husband and I, which we used to go to Cancun, but we had card passports for the oldest two kids and none for the babies. And we had never taken the kids over the border. We lived like 35 minutes from Canada. It's kind of embarrassing that we spent three years there and we never went over to the border. Anyways, we're going to take the girls to Canada and The boys, so my husband, my father-in-law, and my son, were going to go see the Red Sox play. Now, we totally got the crappy end of the stick on that one because we were taking two five-month-olds and a a two-and-a-half-year-old. And now we can't use my minivan with a DVD player or anything in it because it's stolen from Canada and none of this stuff is figured out yet. So we had to take my mother-in-law's Nissan Rogue, which only has one row of seats in the back. So we end up finagling it that we had the two-year-old in the middle back seat and the baby's on either side of her. Now, what that meant is that my daughter could touch both of the infants while they were strapped into the seat. We, of course, didn't know that until we hit the road and we get over the border to Canada. So we're waiting in this long line to get over to Canada, pretty much thinking, are they going to let us over? We have just birth certificates for the babies. I don't know if that's going to let us over. The husband is not with us. Sometimes they won't let you over. Like just all these things. We don't have my van because we don't want to get arrested for having a stolen Canadian vehicle when all this stuff isn't sorted out yet. But the very nice Border Patrol lady for Canada let us over and she was super nice. So basically the road from where we got over into Ontario to Montreal is like backwoods. There's really nothing there. And we really don't know what we're looking for. So about an hour in, now this was only supposed to take like three and a half hours to get there. About an hour in, my daughter's just being awful. So I think stop at a grocery store and we're going to try to find some like poster board, like the hard, you know, boards, not just poster, but like the stiff ones, like foam board. That way I can put it between (laughs) her car seat and the baby in her car seat and the baby because she's picking her foot up and like trying to kick the babies. She's yelling at them. As soon as she finds out that they're like nodding off, she starts just yelling at the top of her lungs, which we are in a very small SUV-ish thing. It was a nightmare. My ears were pounding. I'm like yelling at her to be quiet. She's purposely doing things to very much upset me. And you could tell. And she was in this issue where like, I didn't know how to handle her. You know, 
know, your anger's just spewing. And I'm thinking these boys are having this wonderful time in Boston. And here I am just nightmare. This is the nightmare already. And we're not even there. So we end up stopping and we go somewhere to eat. And the two-year-old is just throwing a fit. She doesn't want to eat what we want want her to eat. We didn't want her to disturb other diners. So we put her in a high chair, which she continued to scream the whole time. We ended up stopping at some store because everybody fell asleep in the back of the car. My mother-in-law, my mother-in-law stayed in the car. And so I went to into this store and I went to buy like French stuff. Um, I was hoping to get like little workbooks or whatever. So I could work with the kids at home, basically like a, the Canadian version of a dollar tree Dollarama. I think that's what it's called. I get back in the car. Everybody's still asleep. So we go to the hotel and my mother-in-law is still sitting in the car while I run in and I'm like, you know, we want to check in and they gave me options for a room. And I said, well, they said, well, there's a party tonight in the restaurant here. And so the restaurant's going to be closed. And I said, that's fine. And they said, would you rather be, you know, in this room or in this room? And I said, well, I'd rather have the room that's furthest away from this party because I've got three kids and I need to try to get to sleep. And they said, okay, well, we'll put you over here. We end up getting everybody into the room and by now it's time to go to sleep for the babies. And so I told my mother-in-law, I'll make the bottles. I'll feed the babies. And my mother-in-law said, well, I'll take Evie downstairs and we'll go swimming. And I said, okay, great. I get the babies to sleep. And now mind you, we're all trying to sleep in this hotel room by ourselves with five of us total, two adults and three kids and trying to get the two and a half year old to not wake up the babies or the babies to not wake up the two and a half year old whenever I wake up in the middle of the night to feed them. So I'm laying there probably surfing my phone or something. And my mother-in-law comes busting in the hotel room door and she's runs the two-year-old's coughing like crazy she's coughing they run and jump into the shower and she's showering both of them off and I was like what is going on what is going on you know like trying not to go into the bathroom with my mother-in-law in there in the shower but also like what is wrong what is wrong and she said we just got pepper sprayed I was like what like I'm trying to wrap my head around like Okay, so my two and a half year old just got pepper sprayed. And she said, yeah, somebody threw like gas pepper spray bombs. I think it was pepper spray over the wall of the swimming pool. So apparently what happened was everybody's, you know, these families are at the swimming pool, but this party that was going on was overflowing And so people were hanging out in the pool area, like dancing around. And what the police ended up finding out is it was some disgruntled person who didn't make the guest list decided to come and throw gas bombs over, you know, and I'm freaking out because we're in a big city and terrorist attacks are a real thing that happen in real life to many different big cities. And here I am hoping and praying this was just pepper spray and that it's not going to have any crazy effects. So I called onto the front desk and they're apologizing up and down. And I'm like, okay, I know it's not your fault. I know it's, I guess the restaurant's fault or why wasn't there security? I don't know. They said, well, we can give you a night for free. And I said, well, that's not what this is about. It's not about getting something for free. Where are the police that I talked to about the fact that my two-year-old was just hit with like a chemical agent, you know? So I end up marching downstairs and there's like 
fire, police trucks, like people investigating everywhere. It was just chaos. And there's just like alcohol bottles everywhere, even though we were in a really nice hotel. And I end up talking to the police and they're like, well, do we need to take your daughter to the ER? And I'm thinking, I no, I think she's fine. But like, what do I do about all this? And they said, well, you could hire a lawyer and stuff, but you're not a Canadian citizen. So that makes everything even more complicated. Like it was all just a huge mess. And so we go back upstairs. My daughter's eyes are so swollen and she's still fine coughing, like not coughing much at all anymore, but her eyes were swollen and she said they were itchy. So my mother-in-law's like, do you have any Benadryl? Of course I didn't bring Benadryl. So I'm thinking, I'm just going to run out to the store and go grab some. By now it's like six o'clock. It's not, no, maybe it was like 6.30. But I go and I talk to the front desk and they tell me to go try Walmart. I try Walmart and Walmart is closed. They closed at 5.30. Walmart's in... (laughs) Canada closed at 5.30 on Saturdays. That'll mess well. And now, mind you, mostly everything's in French. Thank goodness I can read French. I get in the car and I find some Jacques Couteau, which is like a Rite Aid, I assume. And now all the streets in Montreal were one-way streets. Like, it was just a mess. And I finally find my way to this Jacques Couteau. Have to park at a meter, walk through this sketchy neighborhood and go in there and navigate where I can find the stuff for kids because everything is in French. And I finally get stuff for sick babies because they got like stuff he knows is like some homeopathic stuff and some Benadryl and just like one thing after another. And I'm telling my mother-in-law, I just want to get in the car and go home. Like this is a mess already. So we end up giving everyone Benadryl. Well, me and the two-year-old and my mother-in-law and the babies were already asleep. And so we go to sleep and babies wake up once and it really wasn't that bad, but we wake up the next morning. We decide that we were going to go to Montreal, old Montreal, and find somewhere to eat for breakfast, go to mass, tour Notre Dame and, you know, do a little shopping or something. We drive into Montreal and we park and we walk and we go get some, a some crepes. And now my daughter was being a hot mess, but we were in this cute, like Victorian looking, like all pink little tea shop where they served crepes. And it was so much fun. And so we had that. And then we walked like the half a block to Montreal. Now you are to Notre Dame. Now you can't go in Notre Dame and just tour it. Like they charge you money for these guided tours. But if you go in for mass, that's fine. So we walk in and I will say the best part of this place was the pews had gates at the end of them, like built-in wooden structures for families so that kids couldn't get out. It was amazing. Like, why don't they have these in America? They should have these gates at the end of pews in America. Anyways, we get there and my daughter is just a mess. She's trying to run away. She's purposely yelling when there's quiet times in mass. And she's just being so destructive and disruptive. And she was doing it, you could tell, to make me mad. And I was getting even more upset. Then to add on to that, I now have a massive migraine because I can't understand what's going on, but I can pick out a few words because my French is rusty. And so this is just taking forever, this mass. And I, you know, I, I quote unquote got nothing out of it. I did get to have communion, but the whole time my anxiety is at an all time high because there's these tourists who come in during mass time so they don't have to pay any money and they're snooping around and you're thinking, this is the largest Catholic church in all of Canada. You know, what if somebody, what if there is a terrorist attack like the pepper bomb that my kid got bombed yesterday and just 
all a huge, huge mess. I was so stressed and I was so upset. We're finally done and we kind of look and they, I have a video of the organist playing at the end and it was just absolutely spectacular. But, you know, I was kind of upset with God because I was like, I wanted this to be this big spiritual experience and I got nothing, you know? Like, I just want to get out of this country as fast as I can. My mother-in-law was changing babies or something. And so I went and sat on the steps of Notre Dame with my daughter. And she comes up and she's like, Mommy, I'm sorry. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, kid. But she takes my hand and she walks into this square. And this woman was singing for, like, you know, like a street performer. And she's just dancing and doing ballet in the streets of... Montreal and it was the cutest thing ever. But the ride home was basically the culmination of the ride out, the pepper spray, and the ride back in Montreal. And it was terrible. And I am fighting back, smacking her in the mouth because she is intentionally trying to yell and wake up these babies. And she's so loud and I have a migraine and she's just doing things just to make me mad. And I was at my wits and, and my mother-in-law said, when we get home, you just need, you need to go. You need to go away and have a minute to yourself. So the second we pulled into that driveway, I just got out and left. I walked away. I walked straight to our church, which mass should have been just getting out. I was hoping to just go sit in there and spend some time with Jesus. But I got there and all the doors were locked and I'm just crying my face off. Like, God, I don't know what to do with this kid. Please help me figure out how to handle her because I am not being a good parent with her and I don't know what else to do. I'm just crying and crying and waiting for this big illumination to come from God and nothing came. And it was heartbreaking <laughs> because I just wanted some answer of how to deal with this child that is doing things just to upset me and make me mean. And I couldn't keep living like that. I didn't want to keep living like that. So the moral of the story is I actually woke up the next morning with this overwhelming urge that we needed to go gluten-free. So we basically eliminated gluten and food dyes at the exact same time from that moment on. And I saw a massive change in her personality and not her personality, but in her behavior because she was no longer trying to do things to upset me. She was more loving and gentle and less reactive to things. And I know she's too, but the way she was, was just hard to wrap your head around. We ended up actually introducing gluten about three months later, and we've kept the food dyes out and she is still a much better child. Now we actually had her tested for the gluten intolerance and it came back completely negative, which I think she does have a little bit of an issue with it, but it's the blood work said no. That was kind of the moral of the whole story is that we, <laughs> I should never leave the country again with my children because that was a mess. And clearly Canada didn't want us there with the stolen car thing and how bad that trip was. But also that diet really affects their behavior. And I read a lot about food dyes and gluten creating this fog in their brain, which can inhibit rational decisions, which is why she would just do crazy stuff to drive me crazy. So anyways, it's almost six months since this whole fiasco and she's a much better kid. She's also getting older, so that helps but she is definitely able to control her terroristic behavior <laughs> than she was before.
This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at holyhotmessmom, as well as in our exclusive mama Facebook group by searching Holy Hot Mess Mamas. That's Holy Hot Mess, M-A-M-A-S, so we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.